Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell. I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs and I've been in business since 1994. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about diet wars. Doesn't that sound cool? And I'm going to tell you that uh, tomorrow I have a special guest again. I'm going to try to do my interviews on Friday. Last week we had Dr. Delisha Haynes on and it was phenomenal. And tomorrow I'm having Dr. Sandra Buchanan on who has been a client of mine for a while and uh, refers patients to us and she has lost 40 pounds. So make sure you tune into that interview. Before I get to these things, let me thank our sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden of the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. Look, they're flat out the best. They do both residential and commercial sales. Jonathan really focuses on Ormond Lakes. That is his main territory, but they go all over. They can be reached at thegildengroup.com. And also, I want to thank Daytona Beach's own overhead door company. You know, they're the best overhead door company around, and uh, it makes it even better to know that they're really locally owned by Jeff and Zach Hawk, who I have known for many, many years. Jeff for 30 years, his son Jack for uh, Zach, we can call him Jack, he doesn't care, for about five years, and they are the best. And what's most important is the customer service. All right. Let's get into the diet wars. So are you a low carber or are you a high carber? Are you a paleo pal or are you a Atkins fatkins user? How many other little funny names can I come up with these uh, silly old diets? All right. If you're any of those, drop it. Just freaking drop it, all right? Because the winner of the diet wars is absolutely nobody. Actually, you know what? That's absolutely not true. The winner of the diet wars are the people that are selling them to you. They're the real winners. So for context, let me tell you that a diet is actually a fad diet. That's what I'm referring to. So a way of eating a fad diet is defined as anything that drastically cuts back or completely eliminates a macronutrient. And a macronutrient is carbohydrate, protein, and fat. Water is also a macronutrient, but hopefully there's nobody on a no water diet. Micronutrients are your vitamins and your minerals. And micronutrients simply means that you need them in less overall quantities Macro means you need them in great quantities. Now, they are called essential macro and micronutrients, not because they're needed. They are. It's because your body can't produce them on their own, on its own. So we have to bring them in from outside sources. All right. So that's a little bit of nutrition 101, a little basic facts. Now let's talk about the research. So in a fairly recent meta-analysis. The uh, researchers got tired of it, kind of like me, tired of it, tired of trying to convince people that it's simply the amount of food that people eat that makes them overweight if they get overweight. So they looked at the, they finally looked at the great heavyweight match 
low carbers versus low fatters because that's really what the two heavyweights come out to be, right? I mean, out of all the diets, those are the ones that seem to be in the press the most. Now, low-fat diets haven't been as popular since Nathan Pritikin and company made them pretty darn famous in the 80s. And, uh, you know, they, they uh, kind of manipulated some of their data as well. Um, we know the low-carb folks do it, but the low-fatters did it too. Because basically the finding was that a low-fat diet leads to less cholesterol and is more heart healthy. Now, that is absolutely true, but that got turned into fat being the evil macronutrient that makes people fat, and that's not true, and neither is carbohydrate. Again, the bottom line is it's how much total food you eat. Okay, so back to the diet wars. What they found on a meta-analysis, which looks at all the different studies that have been looking at these things for decades, they found that those that followed a low-carb diet lost weight. Wow, that's, you know, that's really headline news, right? As long as they took in less calories than they need, if they followed a low-carb diet, they lost weight. A little bit less than a pound a week. A little bit less, all right? So that's not bad. You know, uh, it was a little bit less than three quarters of a pound. Let me get that clear. A little bit less than three quarters of a pound. So that's still pretty good and that's still on pace to lose, you know, four pounds a month or something like that or close to it. Then they looked at the old low-fat diets on a meta-analysis and guess what they found? The exact same thing. Nothing statistically significant between the low-fatters and the low-carbers. They found that the low-fat people who kept their carbohydrates moderately high also lost a little bit under three-quarters of a pound thereabout. Definitely less than a pound. Definitely less than a pound for the low-carbers. It was essentially a wash. So what they found was both diets, forms of diets, and you remember I defined what a diet is, both of these major forms, major ways that people eat, lost almost the same amount of weight, a, a statistically insignificant difference between the two, okay? What is the take-home message? As long as the person created a caloric deficit, as long as they ate less than what they needed to eat, they lost weight, all right? So, obviously, one is slightly more enjoyable to eat. I mean, that's just my opinion, but I think I, I'm under the opinion or I share the opinion of most people. I mean, we like carbohydrates, right? I mean, not only are they the most satisfying, taste the best, easy to digest, they also give us a little bit of a um, blood sugar increase. That's what they're supposed to do. So when we're eating them, we feel less foggy. So this really, this podcast is to go out to the people who are just having a hard time buying that. The low carbers, the paleos, the um, any of the forms of diets, the Atkins diet, 
any of these people that are following these low carb diets, stop it if you like carbohydrates. Now, if you don't like carbs, I don't know what's wrong with you, but you know, maybe you don't. I don't happen to believe that's true. I just think you're brainwashed. I just think that like you are refusing to believe me. You're refusing to believe the studies. You're in a cult. And, you know, I'm not just slamming them, but the bottom line is, uh, you know, and, and we in the industry, in the wellness industry, use that terminology a lot with people. It's like they're in the cult of low carb or in the they're in the cult of paleo or they're in the cult of zero or low fat. So it is like a cult, like people start basically believing anything that uh, goes along with their belief system already. So they do kind of act like a cult. And look, I'm not going to try to change your mind if you're absolutely convinced that that's true. But for those people that maybe have a little bit more of a moderate view on that and you're missing your carbohydrates, you're just a little misinformed, stop cutting your carbs back so far back, I should say. I mean, no, we can't overeat anything. I'm not saying that. This isn't a license to get a bag of Doritos and eat as much as you want. Of course not. The point is, is that if we overeat any food creating a caloric surplus, we are going to gain fat. Now, one of the drawbacks to carbohydrates is simply psychological and that is the fact that like we like to overeat them. They are easy to eat, you know? I mean, for, for the paleo folks out there that say, oh, I can eat a huge steak. It's like, eh, I mean, maybe, but steak is so high in fat and protein that you tend to get full really fast. So, you know, I don't know that people could eat a huge steak, but absolutely, if you go to the Olive Garden and they bring out those, delicious breadsticks, right? Put them down in front of you that it is hard to eat just one. So that's really the thing that I want you to understand. Carbohydrates are not the problem. The problem is that sometimes some of those carbohydrates are simply really easy to eat a lot of. So we have to practice discipline. We have to just say, you know, I'm only going to have so much of this. And that's where like rules come in, you know, you can read that great number one seller. You can't outrun a, a poor diet by the author Rob Maxwell. That thing is a New York Times bestseller. Okay, it's not. We all know that, but I'm proud of it and it does well locally and that's what counts. But anyway, I list six rules that I think really help people with that because most of this is rules. Like we demonize food all of the time. We demonize it. And the reality is we can eat too much of anything. But if we get on a low-carb diet, we're not going to be very happy, most of us. Now, do we have to stay on a carb-controlled diet? Yes, just like we have to stay on a fat-controlled diet. If we eat too much fat, we're going to get fat. And we are going to get higher cholesterol and higher triglycerides, which could lead to heart issues down the road. So that's not good. If we eat too much carbohydrates, we could get fat, okay? So it's just about eating too much food. But we got to quit demonizing the macronutrient. We have to come back with some steady rules that really, really help us, all right? Let me leave you with just one or two. Research shows that it takes 20 minutes to feel full, all right? I know some people 
that that can eat their entire plate of food in less than five minutes. Okay. So if you do that, you're eating your entire plate of food in like five minutes and it takes 20 minutes to feel full. Well, the message hasn't gotten to your brain yet. Your brain that says, hmm, that looks good. I want more. The message hasn't gotten there yet. Right. So you're going to keep eating. So one thing to do is keep in mind 20 minutes we feel full. So slow down, slow down, eat a little bit. Put your fork down, sip a little water, slow down, allow that satiation to occur, allow that fullness to occur. So that's your one tip. I wanted to say hack, but God, I'm so tired of hearing that all the time. That's like the the word of the last two years, right? Fitness hack, diet hacks. And so, you know, but I guess that's what it is, but like, it's a tip. Okay. Let's go back to real words. It's a tip. All right. My next tip is that we really got bamboozled about 20 years ago when we got told that eating more frequently speeds up the metabolism. It flat out isn't true. That was based on the thermic effect of food and um, how each food is broken down and how much of it's digested. And it was just manipulated in the same. The more we eat, the faster we burn calories. Not true. At all. What they found is since that nice little piece of false evidence has been released to the general public, we've just gotten fatter because people eat all the time and they eat continuously. All right. And by the way, that's a chapter in my book. I talk about getting back to eating three square meals a day. So don't eat more frequently, eat less frequently. Get back to breakfast, lunch, and dinner. If we limit feeding times, chances are we're going to eat less food. So basically, that's what this is all about. We have to trick ourselves into eating less food if we're trying to lose weight or if we struggle to maintain our weight. And by the way, I hate to break it to all the intermittent fasters out there. The research shows that there's nothing powerful about that either. All right. Now, what they do is they do manipulate that uh, rule of eating less frequently. So that's great. So if you're an intermittent faster and you love it, go for it. But there's nothing magical about it. There's nothing magical about the window that counts or the time of day that you eat. There is nothing magical about it. They do tend to eat less frequently. That's why if it works, it works. Okay. So a lot of these things that we think are you know, man-made hacks in the last 10 years. People, it's all BS. There's been people trying to make money off of you for years, right? And off of me for years. And that's okay. You know, in capitalism, they have the right, right? But we have to be smart and know what works. And I'm tired of like these things getting sold to the general population and people not doing their homework and the research to figure out what is true and what is not true. All right? So I hope this helps. Please tune in tomorrow to listen to Dr. Sandra Buchanan. And it's going to be a great interview. Please share this with your friends. Please subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. All right? Subscribe. It helps me. And download. When we do that, I get a tiny little... It literally is tiny. It's like one cent back. It is so funny when I get this tiny little credit. But you know what? It still helps. Everything helps. So that's what helps my numbers. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.